Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Absolutely no use for this weapon of war to be out there. I mean, people in this world, the country, and the world are laughing at us. They think we're crazy in this country. Ronald Reagan. Reagan, who, in my opinion, was a racist, who used policies such as the war on drugs, welfare demonization, the term welfare queens, pandering to the Christian right to cater to the most extreme elements of the Republican Party base and cloaked racism. Right now, the Biden administration right now is the one that's luring these children to the border with the promise of being able to get in. Okay. All right. So let's just, uh, let's just pause for a moment, Alice. First of all, this is a miracle. It is a miracle that we are even getting this done right now, considering (laughs) we had a, oh my God, he might be coming back. We had a jihadist, a three-year-old jihadist, uh, trying Is it very to- sensitive to use that term today of all days, Thomas? Oh, well, we, was that guy a jihadist? Mm, we don't know yet. We don't Maybe. know. Well, was that 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 would be insensitive to a jihadist, right? Uh, wouldn't it be insensitive to the victims of the jihadist to call the two-year-old a jihadist? Would it? To compare our... I don't know who gets com- hurt, what exactly the, the dam- ba- battle damage compare- assessment is after I say something that seems innocuous. I know it's 2021, so multiple people can claim to be victimized by no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. My God. Me and Megan McCain would like to apologize to anybody who was offended by us using the word jihadist. By the way, Megan McCain has apologized since John Oliver uh, played that uh, audio of her on his idiotic, non-funny show this weekend of, of her <laughs> st- saying she doesn't mind if you call it the China virus, whatever. She's now apologized and said that uh, that she's wrong and she fed herself to the wolves. So there you go. There's another one. It, we continue to be... If you were worried that we're a little less stupid this week than we were last week, don't worry. We've already hit our quota for this week. We're, we're doing well. So, yes, I am surprised that we got this show started because it wasn't looking good. Uh, it was looking like um, that this would be either a solo project or the mission would have to be scrubbed because a certainly not a jihadist... <laughs> But a young child decided to come and uh, first demand to be brought to the store for candy like his brothers were. Because nobody in this family, no kid in this family, can ever get something fun and exciting without lording it over the rest of the kids. (laughs) That's the pleasure they derive from things, is to show the other kids, to stick it to them, to show Mm -hmm. that they have something that they don't. So now the three-year-old wanted to go, like the rest of them, to the store. And he raised hell when he came in here. Now... Is that the three-year-old at the door? I don't know where he is. Let's just keep going. Okay. Let's check the cameras, make sure. Uh, so, yeah, the so first child, in, then he moved all the cameras again. Yes. One child d- today was allowed to go to the store on his little bike. In those, and then that, that was the seven-year-old. Seven? Mm-hmm. And then the five-year-old 
had a tantrum because he couldn't go to the store. Of course, he can't ride his bike mm-hmm. good enough. Of anyway. course, I took the five and three year old to the regular grocery store this morning right. and got but, them candy. Yes, also. but now they're demanding their rights. We have uh, children's lives matter in this family, and they were <laughs> protesting and raising hell. And so, so I talked to my wife while I was in the car. I was driving around, and and I said, okay, how about this? I'll take the five year old to the store. And she said, okay, I'll have him wait at the corner. When I got to the cor- corner, he had been crossing the street and somebody had now pulled over. Very typical Shattuck. Somebody had pulled over to intervene because there was a child in danger and mm-hmm. as far as they thought. He, was, he wasn't really in danger, but he was so excited about going to the store that he was running around on this little corner. Mm-hmm. And so I had to assure her that I was not kidnapping the child, that it was my <laughs> child. And she was, okay, okay. So that's fine. And we went to the store. The seven-year-old was. Do at people th- kidnap random kids in the suburbs? The seven-year-old was at the store. Happens. He brought five dollars. He bought eight dollars worth of stuff, <laughs> and she said, "Okay, that's eight dollars." And he said, "I only have five In a way where he expected her to just, you know, level the difference, make and just give it to him because I think that's what my kids do when they go to the store. They just don't have enough money, and they're usually given the things for free. So my <laughs> my kids are shakedown artists and terrorists. So. Um, that's neither here nor there. So now the little one wants to go to the store, and that's fine. But okay, we're we're, we're safe. There is so much idiocy in the news cycle today again, and there's so much. I mean, the, the this the shooter stuff, the stuff at the border conti- continues to get worse. It's getting somehow worse. They still can't get any good messaging down. Um, and there's some Black Lives Matter stuff happening, and people, of course, now because. People were were hopeful that it was a, a that the that the shooting in Colorado could be a white supremacist shooting. Out apparently, this uh, gentleman was a Muslim man um, who did the shooting. So they don't have that. So mm-hmm. the so now it's gone too because everything must be used to beat up those who think differently than you. So now it's a gun control issue, and now people who know nothing. The people who know the least about guns. Mm-hmm. People on the coasts in media are now telling you all about guns and you have to take it from them on what guns have to be um have to be forbidden and what have to be banned and mm-hmm. they know the least amount and it's a way that they use because they're just as craven as everybody else they use it to really just cast judgment why would you need an AR15 mm-hmm. to go out and go hunt you don't need that hunting with your big stupid gun and a stupid truck with your stupid plaid uh, hunter's vest with your stupid trump sign and you stupids that's really what they're saying mm-hmm. so well and i think they're going to try because this guy was a muslim and it's not really clear if he had isis sympathies or if he may have just had mental issues. Right. It's not so clear, everybody planted but- a flag yesterday on social media saying, absolutely, look at white man, white toxicity, uh, white supremacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And how does it feel to be in which another white man does this? And everybody was an absolute jerk on social media yesterday. And today, now the other side is gleefully, the conservative side is Hooray, gleefully celebrating. Because we Well, no, well, the celebrating, world. hold on, because... They've busted all of these preachy, know-it-all elite lefties yesterday, mm-hmm. assuming that, and joyfully assuming that it was a uh, white man and this but was white both supremacy. both sides do this. Both, oh, yes, sides, both sides hold sides. their breath of course, of and course. wait to see who it is to see what point they can score on the other side. They don't right. wait until the bodies are cold to see if they can somehow well, I mean, foist it, it, it into their political narrative. If you're going to to spike the football on Twitter, is a little tough because it's frozen in time then. And when things turn the corner and it's mm-hmm. found out that the reverse is true, you really do look like a jerk. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I don't especially- want to start there, Alice Shattuck. I don't even want to start there. Can I add one to I want to start. We're going to get back to that, I swear. Okay. We're going to get back to that. And then you can lead. Absolutely. I don't want to even start at the sub-basement of craven human American cultural uh, discourse. Okay. I want to start with a personal plea for somebody, Alice. Somebody named Martinez Contreras. Martinez Contreras, I am asking you. I am asking you. Now it's a little bit too late for you. It's too late for me? But please, Martinez, we're trying to make this project work. As Seinfeld would say, we're trying to have a civilization. Mm -hmm. Don't screw it up for the rest of us, Martinez. 
Stay, follow the fold, Alice, they would say in Guys and Dolls. This is a report concerning Martinez. Okay. The reporter captioned a photo of a nurse preparing to vaccinate someone with the words, effing hot nurse, and used the acronym for the slur Jewish American princess. It's funny that they have, that this, they're so tepid in this that they don't, they just said Jewish American princess, said it's an acronym, this is a hill, but won't type J-A-P. They've right. done all the work, we get it now, what it we is. We know what it Good. is. So my um, my friend, uh, the Asbury Park Press used a caption laced with profanity, profanity, misogynism, and derogatory ethnic term as part of a gallery of photos showing people of color receiving uh, COVID vaccinations. I don't know why people of color matters in this. That's not who he was talking about. A bleeping hot nurse, a total Jap, he says, Jewish American princess, was I, which I didn't know was a slur. Certainly I knew it was kind of a derogatory thing, but I don't I know. Mean- I, 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 I've only like heard Jewish women say it. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say is girls in my high school called themselves that right. in a self-congratulatory way. So, I mean. So he says, a bleeping hot nurse, a total Jap, loads a syringe with a dose of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine during, uh, during yada, yada, in the Center for Health Education. Whatever. So Martinez Contreras is the photog who Label. took the picture. And it, I, it, there's a woman in the picture. It's, she's blurred. The, the vaccine is in focus. She's kind of out of focus. She's She seems to be pretty, I guess. But Martinez, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. If we're going to keep this project going, and you can notice as a guy, you can notice beautiful women, and you can tip your friends off, Martinez, don't screw everything up. Don't screw everything up. I mean, you can't... You. You have to, if you're going to be a guy and who's always in guy mode, so always as a guy, generally always, you see a beautiful woman and you process that as, wow, there's a beautiful woman there. Mm-hmm. Now, she assumes that Martinez Contreras is there to take pictures and that's the number one thing in his mind. But For like promoting the vaccine distribution right. and all the happy story and her professional. Right. Now, <laughs> now, he... he <laughs> He, she probably didn't assume that he's celebrating her beauty and uh, heritage, it, it, which <laughs> he's just taking his what he's taking his shot at, really, because I don't know if that he, how we'd know. But anyway, uh, you're gonna ruin life's the the beauty and wonder of women for all of us. And there is like there are times if I'm walking down the street and I see a beautiful woman, obviously I register it as a beautiful woman, woman, etc. If I'm in a business like relationship or a job, mm-hmm. where I was a job, I was a current, I was where I was a manager. I put the, you know, the nuclear bomb um, Trinity site level um, eye filter sunglasses on when I'm at work. I don't want to notice anybody beautiful. I don't want to f- see a glance of somebody beautiful. I don't want any trouble that comes with, you know, having a thing or falling in love. This is even without being married. I don't want any of that trouble in that little part of my life. I don't want to be one of those guys who screwed up, you know, because you, you can't shut it off for a second or for hours in the day. Yeah, you need to be able to behave like a human being. Yes, and fake it. And we I think- understand men are animals, but you need to be able to pretend sometimes that you're not just completely in the in control controlled by your passions 24-7. Right. Yes. The, the the key is that we put on clothes in other affectations of civilized people in order to be able to conduct a business and try to pass ourselves off as not uh, cavemen. Mm-hmm. So it, Martinez has lost his job. Well, I'm yeah. sure that that he did not intend to have this be in the caption of his photo. I'm sure that either... Yeah, it was for him privately or whatever. Or it was for the, like, the guys at the photo desk, maybe the man, guy talk, you know, look at this. Hot and then page. somebody forgot to take it out. Somebody forgot to take it out, or somebody didn't forget to take it out. Well, Somebody yeah, remembered I mean, that they should be taking it out, but then thought, hmm, do we somebody really need didn't Martinez, like Martinez around? <laughs> um, right. So, like I say, when I've done radio stuff, you, you know, you send scripts to the voiceover guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is Acme 103, The Rock of Boston... 
Acme 103, rocking your rear end off, Boston Mash. Acme. So you get those lines back, and a lot of times, you know, I've been friends with some voice guys. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times they'll go, okay, this is Acme 103, the Rock of Boston. Uh, Tom, how do you effing want me to uh, accentuate this? At this, Or they'll give me crap. They'll swear all over the liners at me personally because they're having fun. <laughs> and like they're saying, like, oh, this is another one of your conservative morons that I have to be promoting. Here we go. It's like Sean Hannity, 3 to 7 on WTKS, 405. You know, so it could have been something like that where they're just friends screwing with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but come on, Martinez. Don't ruin a good thing. Yeah. Don't ruin a good well, thing. Well, also, that word or acronym in particular is, um, like you said, it's something that I've heard Jewish women use about themselves or other Jewish women, but yeah. not something that I would ever use about a Jewish person well, myself. <laughs> About them, you know. Uh, uh, right. No, I certainly wouldn't use it in a public. Uh, in a public, I mean, like I said, when I was coming up, it was something that Jewish women called themselves. Yeah. And they would say, "I used to know this girl uh, like all the time," and I used to know a young lady. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. She's my age now. So back then, we were in our twenties, and she would call herself a Jap all the time, and she'd say, "Oh my God, I'm the worst world's worst, worst Jew," and I was like, "Jesus." I, I never said that, obviously, but she was a Jewish woman, and she was she very, mm-hmm. very much felt comfortable saying all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, anyway, obviously, there are things that are like in group things that are okay to say in your in group <laughs> that are not like for people outside to be saying about other people. Like I can't right. imagine also, saying that to other people. But, but also, that term is a bi- it's, a, it's a bilingual slur, right? It sounds so like that, a slur for somebody else. Yes, uh, halfway across the globe. Well, well, People I, who are experiencing record high levels right. of uh, racist violence recently. So Right. And maybe Martinez, um, you know, I, Contreras, perhaps you yourself uh, would get some intersectional per- protection. Um, but um, you are outgunned in this uh, situation. Yeah. Outranked. The Latinos uh, went too much towards Trump. Yes. So they're uh, off of the minority yes. island. So... Um, <laughs> It says the Asbury Park Press later changed the caption before removing the photo entirely. I think that was right. That was smart. Martinez is unemployed currently. And uh, so that's the cautionary tale of Martinez Contreras. We can all do better. It is interesting. We have to do the work, honey. Yeah. It is interesting. Only St. Patrick's Day and only Irish and Italians now are widespread spoken of in in generalities not accepted for others mm-hmm. i think well, well germans so the world has decided it's absolutely fine to hate and denigrate the germans mm-hmm. and maybe for good reason you know there was a rough patch um for about a century or there's so there's some uh friendly stereotyping of italians too oh definitely there, certainly the irish well yeah i mean if you if the if the if italians were sensitive about it the entire joey tribbiani character in friends right would be, you know, the stupid bada-bing, he's oh, obviously Sopranos. <laughs> I mean, is the Notre Dame mascot still the Fighting Irish? Yes. With the little guy with yeah, the Yeah, he's fighting. So it's the, <laughs> the Boston Celtics are the same thing, I think, unless they changed it. So, but. I mean, you know, there there are certainly, and, and that's considered, like, non-offensive. Well, here's the thing. Maybe nobody's coming, academics and the people who profligate the rules of wokeness mm-hmm. aren't coming to defend them because they need a few people to be the bad guys yeah they need a few people to be the oppressors mm-hmm. you lose the italians already the the spanish have, have are, are now they're conquistadors they're not bad guys but you, you you've got the italians english germans uh irish i mean those are so that you need to preserve some of some white men as being mm-hmm. the oppressors that's how this whole thing works the whole uh, leadership flow chart of oppression, somebody has to be on the top. Right. So why save them if you need there to be mm-hmm. bad people? Well, yeah, and I, that actually might be similar to the argument they would make, which would basically be like that making fun of an ethnicity isn't bad if they're not historically the oppressed. Uh, that, that if an well, ethnicity well, is but, but, but isn't that interesting? That, but, but, then you but, can. But that puts a lot of work on historically, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And only certain periods of history. Yes, because historically, no one's safe. Right. 
everybody's been trodden on and you know raped and pillaged historically and um and genocided and ethnically cleansed right i think probably without exception mm-hmm. i think that's probably fair hmm. <sighs> did i tell you that i asked a photographer out no in 1990 and might even the year 2000 actually it was a 2002 i sent a picture for that the concierge magazine when i was a concierge okay I was standing in front of the hotel. I looked particularly handsome, mm-hmm. Alice. And uh, this photog was really, um, she was really um, pretty. I didn't call her a bleeping hot photog, but she was very pretty and very cool and very confident. And I liked the idea that she kept bringing her little ladder around and stepping up on her ladder to get pictures mm-hmm. down. I thought that's very thinning for me. I appreciate that. Or that already made me love her a little. <laughs> And I asked her to go out, and she, it, the the last word had not left my mouth before the denial was coming, <laughs> flying back at me at a thousand miles per hour. She, uh, 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 no, absolutely not, no. And it started to allude to the fact that, among other things, I was a concierge, and uh, she was a very important photographer. I don't know about that. She just didn't. She didn't like anything about that. And then she went on to say that because I was a concierge, I probably wouldn't get too many ladies to to uh, like me. Actually, now that I think about it, it's deeply hurtful, the whole thing. All right, <laughs> moving on. She was a terrible person. I hope bad things happen to her. Here we go. Back to the action, Alice. Uh, where were you before I uh, took us, uh, d- drove the show into the ground? <laughs> I don't know. We, we were saying, was it about the shooter? Were we going to talk to, about the terrorist attack? Was it about the shooter? I think or maybe it was shooter. about the shooter. Yeah. All right, so let me do, I'll start then with Joy Behar. I don't know if I'll be able to get through this, so I may need to take a walk. But we'll start with Joy Behar telling us what exactly needs to be done now because nobody would know better than somebody who lives in a Manhattan uh, brownstone mansion. Joy, what, what can we say or do about this that would be meaningful in your opinion? Well, in my opinion... The main thing that you should they should do is ban assault uh, assault rifles. The um, that'll be the first problematic thing from almost anybody who knows anything about guns mm-hmm. to hear is that this gun, an AR fifteen, is not an assault rifle. Right, it's not an assault rifle. It's, it's a really good rifle, mm-hmm. which is a problem when it's in the hands of a psycho, right, looking to shoot a lot of people. AR-15 type of rifles. Uh, that tells you she knows her stuff. Thank God Whoopi <laughs> is going to the expert. AR-15 type of rifles, you know, long, scary. That are responsible for Sandy Hook, Aurora, Colorado, San Bernardino, Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Las Vegas. The rifle independently did all these shootings. It was responsible for them. I could go on and on. Parkland, <laughs> Waffle House, Tree of Life Synagogue, etc. All of those massacres were conducted with one of those AR-15 type of rifles. In 2004, George W. Bush lifted the ban on those rifles. And since then, the number of massacres has increased 183%. During the ban, there were 12 incidents. Since he lifted the ban, there are 34 incidents. Anybody, a right-minded person, can see that that gun has to go. Of course we have to have background checks. You don't want any idiot just getting a gun or we some mental case. You want checks, people Joy. who right. are have a background check and that, that it doesn't make anybody feel safe to have those guns out there i appreciate if you live like megan says in this in an area where you need to protect yourself with a handgun there is yes we'll let you have a handgun to protect yourself but Mostly nothing more that's than what that. our security guards carry as they protect right. us nothing more than that nothing that looks scary that you can carry outside nothing that you might want to use let's say if a uh, coyote is attacking your horse well and it's also interesting <clears throat> because um you know, and and the left is famous for doing this. I'm not covering any new ground here, but um, they're they're mixing a lot of different things. So you'll hear them say that you know there were X number of mass shootings. There's already been 130 mass shootings this year, or whatever, which seems impressive because you feel like, wow, I haven't heard about that many mass shootings. Which ones did I miss? You know. But then they they're counting you know any time when three or more people were shot, which includes a lot of you know. Gangland. Regular gang violence, mm-hmm. um, you know. And um, and most of that 
is committed with handguns. A lot of these kind of mass casualty, high profile events are committed with ARs and similar rifles because they are super easy guns to use, but they're not they're not automatic weapons, among other things about them. But um, but, you know, if you care, for example, about black and brown lives lost to gun violence, far more of them are lost uh, because of handguns than anything else, which is why, for example, D.C. had the handgun ban for a long time. So so, you know, it's just telling. It's like when in Massachusetts, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maura Healy banned uh, assault weapons a few or like changed our assault weapon rules on the right. fly completely a few years ago. And she did that in a year and probably it hasn't changed much since when literally zero zero people were shot with an assault weapon in Massachusetts. Like nobody gets shot with assault weapons in normal day-to-day life. It just doesn't happen. It's it's mostly handguns when you're talking about street violence and when you're talking about lives lost to gun violence, you know, about a third of which are suicides also. So um you know, it's it's just there's no coherence or understanding of any of the underlying facts in anything they say, but you know, that's yeah, we'll just I'll talk about our feelings and how we don't feel safe right. when and there's this is guns the need, out there. <clears throat> the need to have this like absolutism. We need resolution. We need to have something to blame right now in an action item right now. Mm-hmm. Even though and sometimes a psycho walks into a place with a big gun and blows everybody away. Sometimes a, a psycho walks in to a university with two handguns and shoots everybody. You know, it, it, and... Sometimes this just happens. This part of right. this, this is the need to try to file this away as finished and resolved totally. Mm-hmm. And some things just can't be resolved. Some right. things are just freaking asymmetrical. And sometimes that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And to think that a law, this guy obviously doesn't care about any law. Well, right. And actually, I heard that, uh, I mean, I'm not 100% sure that this is true. I'm sure there will be analysis of this, but it'll be interesting to see if this is true. Some people were saying online that this chain of grocery stores in the past couple of years had changed their policy around um, carrying in the grocery stores and that you were no longer supposed to bring guns into the, that chain of grocery stores and that that could be something they could have contributed because there were no, the people who followed the rules didn't have their guns in the grocery store. Right, and I don't know how did. Colorado is with guns. So they do, um, they do allow them some places, but I think so. My understanding is their policy in the past had been just comply with local ordinances, but this particular chain of grocery stores had said in the last couple of years, with all the like outcry about gun violence in Parkland and whatever, had said like you know what, like Starbucks did too. Remember, and all these right. places kind of you know, changed their policies around the same time and that they had said, like, no, you know what, just leave your gun in the car, don't come in with a gun in our grocery store. Which so- is completely missing the mark. Right. Obviously. Because it, those people are not shooters. Those mm-hmm. people are the shoot-the-bad-guy kind of people. Right. The people who listen to your rule are the, not the people that you need to worry about. And who's going to stop... Who's going to make this guy follow the rule? Obviously, the rule didn't stop him. And the same, the Aurora, Colorado shooter, didn't he also, didn't they have a rule not to bring handguns into that theater or bring any guns into well, that theater? Well, that was a big gun, I think, in that theater. No, him, but didn't they have a rule well, not yes, to bring yes, guns yes, in there? Right, it right. was a gun-free zone A gun-free thing, zone, yep. And, uh, and schools, obviously. And the Fort, obviously. Hood, Fort Hood shooter as well. Schools are gun-free zones. Right. For sure. Absolutely no use for this weapon of war to be out there. I mean, people in this world, the country, and the world. Isn't it? an alarming an alarming thing to hear somebody who supposedly like her is somebody who's a, an influencer somebody who's wild, highly educated mm-hmm. somebody of a certain set of years i would say at least 70 years old who knows that little about the second amendment and its origins yeah knows that little about literally anything can you Im- imagine it, 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 they're so it, they never even bother to think it through. Weapon it's of always, war, right? Yeah, it's like it, the people. The, we don't have the gun rights for hunting. We have yeah. the gun rights for tyranny. Exactly. And and then people will say, people will say, oh yeah, what do you think you're going to be able to fight tanks and and uh, and and jet fighters and aircraft carriers and all that stuff with your handguns? It's like, um, yes, exactly. You think you're going to be able to fight the British with a bunch of farmers with muskets? Yes. 
Do you think uh, mm-hmm. you know the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese Army is going to be able to cast off the mighty American Army with uh, guerrilla warfare tactics? Yes, it's about mm-hmm. attrition. Revolutionaries generally count on attrition. Right. It becomes it becomes a game of when does it stop being worth your while to get me right. to do what you want me to do? And getting shot at helps that equation in favor of the person who doesn't want to do the thing the government wants to make them do. And, I mean, just even letting go of the merits of the question for a minute of whether or not it would be a good thing to get rid of the Second Amendment in this country, which I obviously don't think it would be a good thing to do so, but there comes a question of practicality also that... You know, if you don't like standoffs with the cops, especially standoffs with the cops with minorities, um, how do you think you're going to get all these guns from people? Right. Well, that's because in- there's going to be 50 Breonna Taylors a day if you have the cops going door to door to get people's guns. I mean, realistically, like, what do you think is going to happen there? Right. Well, and not only that, but then you'd have to make it. You'd have to have a worldwide gun um, ban. Mm hmm. Because when the uh, when the robust economy of the American uh, economic system enriches the Americans, and the Americans uh, and there is a a uh, a, a market mm-hmm. for something, we go get it. Whether it's guns or uh, chewing tobacco or heroin or mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Right. Americans have buying power, and they will, of course they will. People will just lie. It's like they did a bump stock buyback in this state. Right. You know, and Well, but also, if there's a market for guns in this country, we're going to get guns. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they're lying. If they seize all the guns tomorrow, Mm -hmm. most of this country will be armed next week. Right. True. Yeah. But even then, like, it's just funny because people, like, that's why the joke, like, lost all my guns in a boating accident. It's like big right. among the Second Amendment people because it's like they're gone. Like when Maura Healy did the bump stock ban, like you're absolutely in trouble unless you send it, hand in your bump stocks right now after the Vegas shooting where the guy used right. a bump stock and they got like 12 back out of the whole state or something. <laughs> <laughs> so along the lines of needing to have everything make sense and have everything have uh, you know be set in the binary terms, this is Kurt Bardella who's with the LA Times, who talks about, now he's talking about the, the Asian violence with the shooting at the mm-hmm. Asian, um, at the um, spa in the massage parlor in Georgia. This is his take on how we got here. We got here, in my opinion, in part because of the Republican Party. This is a party, and this is well before Donald Trump ever arrived on the scene. You can go back to what used to be their standard bearer, Ronald Reagan. Reagan, who, in my opinion, was a racist. Shocking. Shocking, that's his take. Somebody's a racist? Who used policies such as the war on drugs, welfare demonization, the term welfare queens, pandering to the Christian right, to cater to the most extreme elements of the Republican Party base and cloaked racism in public policy. It was always just about racism. Uh-huh. That's right. You know, abusing the welfare system, which is, ensnares somebody in a subpar life for generations and generations, and uh, battling the war on drugs. When I can understand mm-hmm. that the civil libertarians want, think that everybody should be able to do what they want, etc. But, uh, you know, with drugs comes drug addicts and overdoses and other problems. And the American people, as a consensus, didn't want these things in the street. So, you know, you can say it was misinformed or whatever. But it, but it's you no, know, it was about racism. Get the hell out of here! Yes, of course, there was more crack in the streets in some neighborhoods than others. And you know what? It that it is what it is. It's not all racism all the time, mm-hmm. Kurt Bardella. It's no coincidence that when you look at where the Republican Party is today, now the racists are the face of the party. What Donald Trump did was he gave license and permission to those group license of people that Reagan and other Republicans. You, I'm, I'm sick of these idiots. I'm sick of these idiots mm-hmm. not only having whacked out takes, but using the same exact vernacular for every take. Right. Plus, I mean, it 
it just shows i mean maybe this is like nature is healing because they're moving on past trump like for four years we were told that all the other republicans weren't that bad we disagreed with them about policy but they were decent human beings unlike this terrible trump guy he's just awful and like now i guess we're back to republicans are all evil racists romney's an evil racist reagan's an evil racist the bushes are evil racists so i mean like i guess that's we're back to normal now. All Republicans are evil. Yeah, but also, again. you know, maybe we always decide that the victims are the ones who should be, who are most knowledgeable about a subject. Mm-hmm. And Parkland, listen to the Parkland kids. They were the ones staring down the barrel of those guns, even though those, the Parkland kids were in a theater group of building away. But that's mm-hmm. fine. Listen to them. They know they were the ones who were shot at. You know, listen to... Um, Listen to the, the people in and around the, the, the um, massage place. They were the ones who were shot at. They're the ones who were given a heightened level of credibility. Listen to um, the people in that store in Denver who want gun control. They were the ones who shot who were shot at. I believe that Ronald Reagan uh, was shot at and hit successfully, almost to the point of dying, too. How come he now doesn't get a special platform? You know, as somebody who maybe should be listened to, who was shot almost died and still had faith in the second amendment no it doesn't matter it doesn't you know count. what racist racist Ugh, i'm so sick of it i want to do a week well worth of shows with the, the term racist is not in there oh, 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 oh. Uh, in other stores in the east coast not close to it anyway rochester new york black lives matter is uh, essentially set uh, siege to a Wegmans. They tried to storm the place. There was somebody there who was shot as well, a young black man in Rochester. So for a while, the people in the store, uh, the store was kind of barricaded, shut by the store management, and so all the shoppers had to stay in there while Black Lives Matter tried to terrorize them. Um, Mm. And is that everything I have on that? Okay, that's all I have on that subject. If you'd like to, anything you'd like to say? Um, I just wanted to add one tiny thing about the Boulder, Colorado shooting, which Mm -hmm. is that I predict we're about to see another thing like what we saw after San Bernardino and the Pulse nightclub, which is that, um, do you remember liberals tried to make it so that you couldn't buy a gun if you were on the no-fly list? Yeah, yeah. So, and they always use this because they think when they're talking to you that you're a dumb Islamophobic racist. So they think that maybe this is like an in to getting you to favor a gun control restriction. Yeah, it's, it's ironic, yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, what if we just banned guns for people on the no-fly list? You'll like that, right? You're Islamophobic, right? You'll like that. Even though like they had been telling us for years and most libertarian-leaning people completely agree with them that the no-fly list is garbage. It's, it's arbitrary. determined by nothing. Right. There's been like congressmen on it before because, you know, it's just when people travel sometimes their activity gets flagged if they travel to the wrong parts of the world and stuff and it just like of course i don't want anything of your any of your civil rights based on the no fly list the no fly list is trash it didn't make anyone safer it was total junk and like it but it just like shows how liberals think that they're gonna try and like they try and get in by thinking by giving you an in that they think is how you think and because this is another Islamic person, they're probably going to do that again to another Muslim man. They're going to say like, oh, guys, Republicans, you don't like Muslims, right? So how about if we just ban guns for like this group of people that you don't like first as like a way into it? And um, yeah, I, obviously Republicans see through this stuff because they're generally in favor of the Second Amendment and civil rights in general, civil liberties rather. And, uh, you know. But but that's probably what's going to happen. It remains yes. to be seen, by the way. The guy, certainly there's some evidence that he had pretty severe mental illness. Some of the And you don't know with these things, the first like 24, 48 hours, the information is really fluid. But, you know, there's some information saying he had really severe mental problems. He was hearing voices. Uh, yeah, and, most of these people are psychos. But there's also people saying that, you know, Biden has been briefed that he may be had other things the fbi was aware of him because of other people he knew mm-hmm. potentially our reports i'm seeing so i don't know it could be really either at this point i don't think we know enough to say right now what was going good on news for the, those of you who are uh, <clears throat> discerning enough to be big fans of prince harry he has now got a new gig at a startup he's the diversionary success 
Uh, He's the chief the, impact officer. Right. So that is good because he needed the help. Hold up. Wait a minute. Your family cut you off? Yeah. In the first half, the first quarter of 2020. But I've got what my mom left me. And yeah. without that, we would not have been able to do this. Okay. So, you know, touching back on what you asked him, what my mum would think of this, I think she saw it coming. There you go. Well, thankfully, he is going to be gainfully employed very soon. <laughs> yeah, he's working for a startup that does, like, mental health counseling in workplaces or something. Which... Good for him. Uh, so, so I was thinking today, Alice, while I was driving, mm-hmm. that this, the the members of the media really going all in and ca- calling out Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, how we've talked about it right now, but how did it come about? Certainly Donald Trump, antichrists, mm-hmm. all the things he did in the border are bad. But the problem is, is that they went from zero to a thousand miles per hour because... After the 2008 election mm-hmm. and the 2012 election, they weren't going to go after that president. There was no doubt. I mean, when it was in your face, Benghazi, maybe a, a couple of the gun running things. And, uh, you know, I mean, the Obama went after the press right. with intelligence agencies and they still let him off. He really got a massage for eight years. So that's why I'm thinking that we're seeing some people. You know, go after Biden administration with some vigor, because mm-hmm. they with Obama, they you know they deferred to his greatness, right? But Biden's like a safe target, right? That with gives them Trump, some credibility that yes. they're even-handed. Yes, with Trump, he was Satan a thousand miles per hour. With Biden, although he is, you know, probably the most now progressive president in policy mm-hmm. that we've ever had. Um, Biden, he is a safe target that they right. can go after, and they don't have their bleep together, and they're underserving the press, and they're not being transparent with the press in ways that the press needs them to. You know, there's an editor out there saying to White House Press Corps, hey, get this information, and the administration is hiding it. Mm-hmm. They're not giving them access to the uh, to the the... Border facilities. Border facilities, exactly. Uh, and, you know, so it, it's just being leaked out through a congressman or like James O'Keefe. When they're getting when they're getting scooped by Project Veritas, they don't like that. Mm-hmm. They want to be in there. And the administration's not letting them in there. And now the border facilities now are producing their own images and sending those out. Right. Which is a bigger middle finger than anything. Because, you know, they're not giving you the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. They're giving you the stuff they want to give you. So I think that these guys have have simply had it. Biden has taken away any reason, any excuse that the press could have to be soft on him. If it was mm-hmm. President Harris, maybe not. But with Biden, no. And so this coverage is tough and appropriately so we were out late into the night talking to migrants who just crossed the border we met little kids nine and ten years old traveling by themselves and because there are so many kids just like them crossing the border right now they will likely end up in a facility like this one behind me severely overcrowded jail-like places not meant for kids inside this tent facility on the southern border so many children they are sleeping on floors side by side huddled under foil blankets the Biden administration refusing to allow journalists in to see for themselves, sources providing this first look. This video shot by Customs and Border Protection last week, obtained exclusively by ABC News. Only 250 people are supposed to be held here. Instead, there are close to 4,000. Some families, mostly unaccompanied minors traveling alone, from teenage boys to infants. Infants. Infant children. Here, toddlers in a playpen being watched by a caretaker. The kids made the treacherous journey all the way from Central America, hoping to claim asylum. Inside, they get medical checks. They line up one by one for food, 
This video showing girls at a center in El Paso exercising outside. But this is no place for children, crammed into pods, one pod housing more than 400 boys. The White House says they're working as quickly as possible to move these kids into shelters and homes, calling in FEMA for help. But under fire from critics who say they didn't do enough to plan for the surge, after overturning many of Trump's hardline immigration policies, the administration still refuses to call the situation a crisis. This is no place for children. She says that is the kind of editorializing in news copy that was only reserved for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. This is being used on Joe Biden right now. And it's it's a bad sign. It's a it's a sign. Well, and also part of it could be that ratings for traditionally liberal news outlets are falling. And so they're saying, okay, we don't have Trump to go after. Maybe, maybe that's the thinking. Maybe if they can make Biden into Trump, mm-hmm. who in this case he's being, right. except more incompetent, then ratings will climb again. Maybe that's it. Maybe some of these reporters, and I've noticed so far, this is Cecilia Vega and Martha Rabbit r- Rabbits, Martha <laughs> Raditz. I guess somebody's getting in the Easter spirit. <laughs> Martha Raditz. Um, some of the most harsh voices for reporters have been women. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and I don't want to, uh, you know, generalize, you know, women, mm-hmm. but maybe women are more passionate about this issue because right. women are nurturers and, and there's kids. And but uh, you know what? Belying my contention is Joe Scarborough, although he's not a reporter, but Joe Scarborough has had it. He sounds like Scarborough from. 12 years ago. Those children made the journey in the first place because the United States of America now is sending a message to those children. If you journey across the desert, you make a long and dangerous trip. We're going to let you in. And we're going to let you in if you're unaccompanied. And sometimes, and we're going to find this out throughout the show, you can come in and we're not going to even give you a court date. So the administration right now, the Biden administration right now is the one that's luring these children to the border with the promise of being able to get in. That's a tough thing to say, luring the children mm-hmm. to the border. You know, like a pedophile would lure kids into a van with ice cream. Luring. When you say luring along with kids... That's just bad imagery. Right. It's dark. So they can't say, oh, well, they've come all the way across the desert. We can't just let them go back across the desert. No, you can figure out a way, a humane way, a safe way to transport them back home, I suspect. But again, as long as you keep sending the well, message out. They're sending out, a different message nope, now. No, not yesterday. It's like, oh, no, if they're up here, we, we're not going to send them back. We're just going to keep them there. And they're also letting families... Well. They go and, uh, you know, that they, 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 they come across illegally. Uh, they're letting families just dissolve uh, in, 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 into the country and not have a court date, not have a date to come back. But as long as you have a permissive immigration policy, you're going to have a crisis at the border because more children are going to keep coming until you tell them. No, you can't. We're not going to let you But you do in. understand they are saying that now. They're sending ads. No, they're they're de- no, no, they're saying don't come. But they're, they're still not saying we're not going to let unaccompanied minors in the United States, which is what they're going to have to say. And when they say that, and when that message is clearly sent, then unaccompanied minors will stop crowding the border and the numbers that they're crowding. That's one thing. Also, there's, a, there's an issue of fairness here that nobody talks about, and I really am not really sure why nobody ever talks about this. But I'm just going to say it. Yes. When I was in Congress, I had people who were family members who were desperately trying to get a husband or a wife over from Pakistan or uh, from India or from uh, 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 Belgium. I, I, I don't know. From, from, from all over the world. And it would take years. And they would go through the, the, this process that was just soul crushing. And most of the time, they couldn't get in. And we have a policy that just allows people to come in illegally. It's not fair. 
It's not safe to the children. And the Biden administration has to understand if they're going to continue this policy, there aren't enough hotel rooms in Texas, New Mexico, Arizona and California to hold all the migrants uh, that, that, that are going to be coming. That is a powerful damn drubbing from Joe Scarborough, who right. should be an ally, who's no longer a Republican, who should mm-hmm. be an ally to this administration. That was pretty darned uh, damning. Well, I think most people in the country understand the rational common sense thing that we have to have a border that lets people in but through a process that you can't just have nothing there and just anybody can wander in at any given time i mean i think that most people realize that no country on earth runs that way right Right. including the countries where these people are coming from right i mean nobody does this but it's something that the political class refuses to deal with because a few activists who refuse to understand common sense, uh, you know, to have their ear and make so much noise um, that they make sure that we never have a sensible immigration policy whatsoever. A couple other updates. Um, I have a few COVID updates for you. One is that uh, AstraZeneca is in trouble with Fauci and, uh, and the NIAID or whatever he runs. Um, because they they're they've been submitting their data to try and get approved to do the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine here, but um, they in their press releases about how wonderful their vaccine is, they used older data that wasn't as good as what they had more recently, and they're both like not terrible data. They mm-hmm. said it was like seventy nine percent effective against symptomatic illness instead of it's probably more like sixty nine to seventy four percent in the more recent data, but. Um, they put out the 79% in the press release to make it look better, and now Fauci's mad at them. They're in trouble. Yes, only he can put out misinformation. <laughs> so um, there, it's and with the sort of the blood clot stuff in Europe, I don't think that there is really a case to be made that the blood clot thing is related to the vaccine. It's just you know you have 17 million vaccines and about 37 of these blood clot incidents, it's not more than would be happening in the general population. It's really hard to prove that there's anything going on there. Maybe something else will be proved, but there's really at this point, no reason to think it's unsafe, but between that bad press and now this bad press of them sort of fudging their press release about the vaccine, it's, I would say, don't expect to see the AstraZeneca vaccine in the U S as soon as maybe we were thinking. Um, In other COVID news, Washington, D.C.'s National Park Service uh, is protecting us all from COVID um, because, as we know, um, getting exercise outdoors is really dangerous Mm -hmm. for COVID. So they have announced that... um, That was sarcasm, by the way. Yes, it was sarcasm. You can't really get... There's no actual really confirmed spread of COVID at all outdoors. And exercise outdoors is great for preventing COVID because... uh, being overweight is a huge, 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 huge risk factor. Hey, with all those huges. <laughs> for severe illness and death from COVID. So getting exercise is really good, but Washington, D.C.'s National Park Service has decided that the way to stop COVID is to close down the tidal basin to keep people from looking at the cherry blossoms outside. That's perfect. That's perfect. There's nothing cynical about that. Dark, unnecessarily punitive whatsoever. Too many people might come and look at the cherry blossoms. God, so, it's like the 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 one great natural spectacle in the swamp that is Washington D.C. Are the cherry blossoms. Nope. I understand we're gifted, but no, you can't look at them. Stay Sorry. in your apartment. You just can't because you we don't we can't look at them. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that. The Capitol, you know, you can't go to this fencing, and uh, you know, half of the Fifth Infantry Division is there. So sorry about that. Yeah. Yep, Trump did it. Um. So then, on another note, uh, I wanted to end this with a hypothetical, a not hypothetical, hypothetical. But I want to see what you think about it because um, there was. Oh, you're are you uh, just pouncing this on me? I'm pouncing this on you. I like it. I like it. There was an Swinging election. There was an election in 2020, I believe. Is that right so far? Yes. Correct. Um, are these questions going to get more fun? <laughs> And, um, you know, in some cases, in elections, the results are very, very close. 
in the election. Yes. So, but the state has a process, a bipartisan process, by which it determines the results of the election, and it determine the state determines the results. There's a chance to do a lawsuit, and if you don't do a lawsuit or you lose the lawsuit, and the state certifies the results, then is Congress allowed then to change the election results? The United States Congress? Yes. No. Elections are uh, local. Um, so in a state election, if Congress doesn't like the results that that state certified, they can't vote to change them? Correct. Wrong. That's where you would be incorrect. And which party do you think is trying to do this? Well, I think I know the answer because I can see that you're having trouble <laughs> containing your smile. <laughs> Why, are the big bad Republicans? <laughs> no, in fact, Nancy Pelosi and the DCCC don't like an election that happened in Iowa that was uh, a congressional election for a member of Congress. It was counted and it was recounted and there was debate about it. And uh, the results were finally certified with the Republican winning the congressional seat by six votes. Okay. And um, she has been seated. She is in Congress. This is uh, Iowa's second congressional district, which has Congresswoman Marionette Miller Meeks. And Marionette, she a Q person? Uh, no, she's not. She's All a right. she's a normal Iowa Republican woman who is in Congress and has been seated in Congress and is a functioning Congresswoman. But uh, the uh, opponent who lost by six votes, uh, Rita Hart feels that some votes weren't counted that should have been counted and that she didn't have time to get a lawsuit together before uh, the state certified the election mm -hmm. results. So she has gone to Congress to try and throw out the election <laughs> results. And um, the DCC, see, DCCC, the Democratic, Democratic Congressional <laughs> Campaign Committee, is yeah. um, paying for lawyers to argue this case in front of Congress. Um, and uh, so... The DCCC, if I'm not mistaken, funds a lot of these Democrats' congressional campaigns, right? I think that's right. And they're paying the lawyers to argue the case in front of those Congress people to vote on this, right? Um, to see if they can uh, make the argument that there's like 22 votes that this woman Rita right. Hart thinks should have been counted that weren't that would make her win. Um, so the um, this will now be in front of Congress with these lawyers arguing this to try and kick out somebody who's actually in Con Congress what's, what's right now. What standing does the United States Congress have to decide a local election? It's usually the Secretary of State or somebody like that who does this stuff. Congress apparently has done this 110 times over the last 90 years and only three resulted with the declared winner being ousted. So... This is apparently something that Congress can do, although I didn't really know about it. I have to Our be Our very honest. democracy is under so, attack, Alice. Yes, this is actually treason, I believe. Is yeah. it not? They're encouraging um, the overthrow of the United States government, as far as I can tell. Yes. So um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Uh, this. So this is, I guess, the House Administration Committee. So mm -hmm. it's like they're... They're doing it under the auspices of the House being able to, like, kick somebody out of Congress the way they mm -hmm. wanted to kick out Marjorie Taylor Greene, right? So they want to be able to kick out this woman by saying her election isn't really re legitimate, gotcha. is, I guess, the logic of why them. So, anyway. Interesting times in Congress. Interesting times. Things have changed a lot since January 6th, I guess, when Absolutely. questioning election results was literally uh, the end of democracy in America. So, what else you got? That's, that's all I'm All doing. right. So now I have something for you, Alice. This okay. is inspired by you. Before we go, and this is for you guys listening as well, mm -hmm. I want your verdict on this. This is important. So tell me a lot about personalities here. David Fincher, who directed the movie Gone Baby. Gone Girl. Gone Girl. Uh, with um, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck. Uh, He did some interview, whatever. It's on Twitter, where he talks about just one particular... Um, situation with Affleck. Affleck. And I want to know where you fall on this. Here we go. Here's Fincher. 
There's a moment described at the end of this scene where uh, Nick Dunn has to reach into his uh, duffel bag or his backpack and get out a baseball cap that he's bought at the airport. And he puts it on and walks away in hopes that people don't recognize him from the television and put together that that's him, that he's in their presence. And uh, I really want it to be Yankees cap. Uh, but being from Boston um, and not being very professional as an actor, Ben refused to wear a Yankees cap. And we, I mean, it did not come to blows, but we had to shut down production for four days as we negotiated with Patrick Weitzel over what would be the best thing for the movie, what Patrick thought would be the best way to meet the requirements of the production and something that his client could live with, which I thought was entirely unprofessional. So there you go. So... Obviously, Fincher hates him. You know, being, being, being totally unprofessional. Know. Unless that was all tongue in cheek. Yeah, maybe but, a little bit. So, um, it, I think he hates him. So, <laughs> so in the end, the uh, Affleck wore a Mets hat. Right. So, I'm of a couple of minds. Which on he this. called in a separate interview a few years ago. He said it was a very Switzerland solution. Okay. So, I'm of a couple of minds on this. First of all, mm-hmm. where are you on this? I think it's legitimate. Affleck has an image. He's the Boston guy. He has his Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and he doesn't like the Yankees. Like, you can't have images of himself out there he in a He brought Yankees his cap. Yankee fan girlfriend, uh, J-Lo, wearing a Yankees hat to Fenway Park during the world uh, the ALCS in 2004. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe he got burned by that. And so now, because that was his thing, is he said, I told them this was going to be a thing, and I don't want it to be a thing. That's it. So maybe he got so much bad press from that, that he's, he was traumatized and couldn't wear a Yankees cap. So a couple of things. One, the script mm-hmm. called for a Yankees cap. And so I think he, if he's going to do the movie, then you do it how they want to do it, wear the Yankees cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand as well, even though it's really... F- at this point, it's, you know, I, my principles, my father loved the Sox and his father before him, and I'm not wearing the Yankees. I get it. But that's not Affleck. He grew up, he's a kid from Cambridge. I question uh, the deepness of the fandom. Um, and also, I would generally say that, yeah, I mean, you don't, that you could catch some unneeded crud for this if you're, mm-hmm. you're a Boston guy and you have the Yankees hat. Now, I am going to rule against Affleck because his same um, desire to make sure that his image was much better than the actual real Ben Affleck, (laughs) who's a drunken jerk. I don't have a problem with the drunken part. I have a problem with the jerk part. Um, That he used the same clout he has to Bigfoot the um, the Channel 2 thing about his genealogy, um, which was with Obama's friend there. What was his name? Henry Louis Gates. Henry Louis Gates, mm-hmm. where they found Affleck had direct relations uh, relationship to uh, a slave, slave owner. Mm-hmm. And he said, take that out. I want it out. And somebody took, they actually took it out, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, in a show literally about your genealogy, he came up. He came up hot for slave owner, <laughs> and so he had him take it out, which is actually just enough tells you about public broadcasting and Affleck. Right? So, Isn't that like the point of the show is to like face our messy? And not if it's not past? good. No, no. All he wants to know is you know Affleck's grandkids. All they'll know is that granddad wouldn't wear a Yankees hat. Then it ends there. <laughs> Don't ask any more questions after that. So I'm going to have to vote against him for that. I want to know from you guys. Let us know what you think about Affleck saying this. Don't. I would caution you as the sports professional expert here, and you would you probably heard my takes on Jerry Callahan's show. I was on there today. I would say don't. Let's hold off on the uh, you know uh, the curse of the Bambino can never wear a Yankees hat thing. Come on, let's be more high minded than that. Um, let us know in Twitter and all those other things that we do. All right. Time to wrap it up, Alice. We've got the animals and kids here. 
Um, but do let us know that. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod or at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. You can let us know what you think there or shoot us an email. Our email address is burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our YouTube channel. That's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. You can like the videos. You can comment on them. You can talk to us there. You can subscribe. You can do that either there or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Up to you. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.